0: Welcome to the Change Management Review Podcast, where we bring the best of change management to you. On this episode, we're speaking with Sherry Duda, the Chair of the Organizational Network Board of Trustees. I'm sure you'll enjoy her interview today with Change Management Review's Teresa Moulton.
1: Today, I'd like to welcome Sherry Duda. She's the President of the Board of Directors of the Organization Development Network, Uh, That is the largest international association of organizational development practitioners in the world, and she also is the chief executive officer of Alex Reedy & Company with over 20-plus years of global business experience helping CEOs and senior teams execute accelerated growth strategies and transformation through globalization, acquisitions, innovation, and culture change. Sherry has a lot of experience and has moved through several level positions in uh, executive work with global talent management and organizational effectiveness. She's led turnarounds, global acquisitions, divestitures, post-merger integrations, and execution of accelerated growth strategies. So with no further ado, I'd like to welcome Sherry Duda to the Change Management Review Podcast.
0: Thank you, Teresa. I appreciate it. Great to be here.
1: Yes, and we're really excited to have someone with your experience uh, here to really share the perspective of what's going on in the organizational development world and uh, other organizational effectiveness trends and practices. But before we get started, why why don't you just tell us a little bit about how you got into the field of organizational development?
0: Sure. I started in HR about 20 years ago and as you mentioned, progressed through different leadership positions with Fortune 100 companies. And this helped me to learn pretty much every aspect of HR's value chain. Um, And it's funny, as a junior employee, I refused to do administrative HR work. And instead, I positioned myself by learning about OD, change management, team performance, and strategic planning. And, after negotiating a contract with the steel workers, and I was the only female in a three hundred person unionized facility, um, and I experienced some of the tough everyday experiences of manufacturing workers. I knew the best way I could make an impact is to work at the strategic level and o d roles were the best way for me to make the biggest impact when dealing with transformational change and You know, I love and I have chased um, just complex, global, messy change for the last 20 years. And most of that work was outside of the U.S., so I understand the complexity of leading global change.
1: That's fantastic. And with that experience, what trends do you believe are impacting the role of change professionals in the workplace today and tomorrow?
0: Well, this is hot off the press, but the OD Network has conducted a study last year Um, which we haven't yet released, Um, there were 980 global leaders that participated, and our aspiration was to identify the trends that will likely change the OD consultant role over the next five to ten years and to gather insights on the attributes which drive superior performance. Um, And based on the results, we developed a competency model called the Global OD Practice Framework that differentiates the capabilities and competencies that make a difference within OD. And there's five capabilities, systems change expert, efficient designer, business advisor, credible strategist, and informed consultant. And the global feedback we're getting from you know, Europe and Canada and India and Asia and Mexico and the U.S., of course, has been incredible. Um, our key stakeholders are sharing that this framework has captured the essence of OD and systems change is at the heart of that. So in, in terms of the trends um, that will impact the role of OD and change consultants, our leaders are telling us that um, there are six major trends. So 56% of our survey uh, participants were concerned with the impact of technology on the workplace, and that includes social processes like engagement and communication. And, you know, they, they shared with us trends like digitization of everything and how technology is impacting speed of change work processes, global relationships, and and even transparency, and, you know, the digital lifestyles, new modes of collaborating virtually. Some people have never even met the, you know, the people that are on their remote teams that they work with, and this is, you know, certainly changing the social dynamics. Um, They share that um, because of this digital business acumen, so being techno-savvy, is very important, um, along with improved skills and understanding, you know, graphical use of data, how to curate large amounts of data um, that are necessary skills for OD and change practitioners. Um, Other trends, um, they highlighted that globalization is impacting their work, and they mentioned everything from global markets, global competition, global supplier relationships, the Internet-connected global economy, and their globally distributed workforce. And these kinds of pressures have, have caused their businesses to rethink operating, operating models. And as you know, reorganizations and transformations are on the rise. And now becoming a way of doing business versus an infrequent disruption. Um, the, a similar amount of participants were concerned with multicultural, multigenerational workforce. And although Baby Boomers and Millennials were mentioned, our members shared that when the environmental forces of technology and globalization meet, multicultural intelligence is one of the top skill sets needed to lead change and improve workplace outcomes. Um, There were several several more trends as well. Um, You know, one was virtual everything. You know, noted that there are virtual teams, distributed workforce, use of contractors, And the traditional job description and org chart is too slow now and inflexible to keep up with their business priorities. So, teams are coming together to work on projects and then disbanding as needed. Um, Then the last trend was really complex and fast-paced change. And our participants highlighted that their organizations are experiencing fatigue as a constant rather than a unique event. So... You know, change is volatile, and um, they require faster OD intervention, interventions, most of which were transformations, consolidations, and merger, merger integration. Um, so, you know, to be prepared for these contexts, our consultants share that they need to develop new skills, like leveraging technology, enhancing competencies in global cultural sensitivity, interpersonal collaboration, collaboration which is often virtual, um business acumen, virtual effectiveness, systems change leadership, strategic planning, and influence so um those are some of the trends that are impacting uh you know o d and change roles we find
1: yeah that's quite a list it 's both broad and deep, and what I really appreciate uh about it is that uh we're also finding in the change management research that uh we're doing that change fatigue and the multicultural intelligence uh, aspects are right up there on the horizon of uh, key drivers that are influencing the success of change initiatives. And what's interesting about the change fatigue concept is that uh, you spoke about the organizational uh, fatigue that you know, companies are going through, and we're also seeing that in the practitioners of OD and change management as well, and it's almost like the demand for the support and the help is um, much greater than the amount of resource available within one organization to support a change. So it's interesting to see how both of the studies are aligned there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that is a really interesting uh, segue into talking a little bit more specifically about how OD is critical to the change professionals' agenda. How do you see organizational development as a field and a profession and a practice really working with the the organizational change management agenda?
0: Yeah, so um, human capital professions, I'm finding, are all blending together. Mm-hmm. Yet there's still value to learning about the evidence-based approaches from each of them. And OD has has been <clears throat> about change and the roots of OD can be traced back to the 1920s. Okay. So fast forward to today, um I think OD consultants are really designers of organization effectiveness and you know they design solutions and experiences that positively impact ROI and an organization's health. Um, and so for most OD professionals The unit of analysis here is generally organization or group change versus individual change. However, you know, the outcomes are very personal. So it's about participation and creating ownership and developing capability for impact. And the focus is on really achieving sustainable change and impact. Um, In short, I think the roots of OD come from the study of motivation and performance within groups. And our North Star has always been how to reach effectiveness through the most efficient route. So we've learned that tapping into, you know, human greatness is the differentiator that leads to dramatic results. And, you know, specifically change, we believe, is not an event to be managed per se, but an opportunity for innovation. And um, if you can anticipate, leverage, and transform our stakeholders' energies. So, you know, um, I – I look at OD consultants as designers of effectiveness, so sustainable change needs to be integrated into how the business works. So they deliver the alignment of structural properties, namely an organization strategy, structure, business processes, talent, rewards, and metrics to achieve key outcomes. And this takes an organization lens, which is normally held at the C-suite. So partnering there is critical.
1: Right. And so it sounds like if The organizational development professional is working more of the systemic organizational agenda than change initiatives that are happening to actually more discrete types of projects need to make sure they're they're aligned. Their outcomes and their expectations, messages, practices are really aligned with the direction of the overall organizational system work. Yeah,
0: because all of these things are interrelated. So Mm -hmm. it's sort of back to the you know the um, organization design, and so um, you know depending on what the project is. So if they're designing for value to for value to achieve post merger post merger integrations, they'll want to think about you know the people aspects, the the technology aspects, the organization aspects, because all of those things are very linked. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think OD and change professionals need to sort of um you know think multidimensionally and mm-hmm. think about the impacts on individuals, teams and organizations uh and the whole organization at the same time.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It really does. When I was on the standards uh committee for ACMP Global quite a few years ago, one of the big uh discussion points that came up was does organizational design belong in the change management standard? And the the group was fairly split, half and half, and uh, we ended up weighing in on the fact that, no, it really isn't part of the change management agenda. So I think with all the different definitions of, you know, the different, as you said, human capital management professions, I think that it's almost important not to pay attention to what we are, but actually drive it from the work, as you say, and looking at the, you know, looking at the edges of all the different components and types of work that go into an organizational change. So I'm really happy to have your perspective on that.
0: Yeah, thank you. I think that's where collaboration comes into play. So we just need to pull in the right resources when we need them. And, you know, that's going to be different based on the stages of change.
1: Right, right. And what are you finding are some real practices uh, that will help uh, accurately read organizational culture, you know, really so that those cultural specifics can be integrated into the change management strategy?
0: Yeah, so there's a real disconnect between, um, and research will show that there's a disconnect between companies' identity on the outside and so what they promise to their consumers and customers and the actual experience that happens within the organization. So when I meet with clients, I ask them, so what does your brand promise and does your organization call to reflect that promise? And if not, their employees will be reminded every day that their whatever they're you know putting out there in the marketplace is incongruent with what their actual experience is, and then their trust erodes. So if your employees don't believe in your brand, why should your customers? And change professionals can help organizations um, mostly by knowing their business, understanding the forces that are impacting them now and in the future, and asking powerful questions about asymmetries that they might see – Um, between their brand and their culture. And our job as change experts then is to assess the quality of the integration and prescribe steps for improvement.
1: Right. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. It really does. And as you've been working over your 20-plus years of organizational development experience, uh, what advice do you give organizational development and change professionals today Uh, When you're mentoring them, you know, what are the most critical things for them to pay attention to?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think the first thing is to understand what their clients care about most. So, what are their pain points? And, you know, um, they're generally interested in reaching their vision. They want a smooth transition where the costs are managed and minimized. They want speed, uh, limited productivity dips, risks mitigated, growth, customer loyalty, um, and maintaining leadership credibility, which in this digital age of transparency is becoming more and more important, too, with major change. So this becomes a tall order, um, but we need to focus on what matters to them most and, and understand where those pain points are. Um, my second piece of advice is to be careful about how you enter into change Um, As you know, with your um, change experience as well, there's a yin and a yang to change. So Mm -hmm. we need to be cautious of of what I call the rollout. You know, and when I do keynotes, I have a picture of this construction guy sitting on a bulldozer, and he's kind of like, ready or not, here it comes. And so, um, you know, I think um, we need to ask ourselves, are we selecting strategies that manage resistance or create reception? and sometimes the deficit-based approach to change isn't all bad it, because it takes dissatisfaction to drive change, um, but I don't think that's sufficient. So when I've seen amazing change results, um, I feel that there's a positive energy that sort of catalyzes and sustains the change. So if we can help change the story, we can then change the energy. Um, and third, I guess um, – It's helpful to just have on-the-ground experience and and know what inhibits speed. Um, Sometimes that's, um, you know, unresolved cultural issues or, or, you know, um, not having alignment at the senior level, and then knowing what levers to implement and in what sequence. And this really comes with experience. So um, it's really about gaining that experience, getting some um, advice along the way, um, and understanding which levers to, to use and when.
1: Yeah, uh, that's really that's really important information. It's interesting to me because in your answers, uh, the phrase you used about uh, resistance versus reception is going all over Twitter right now in the change management community. Oh, is it? It yeah. is, and um, and I think it's a really important concept. So uh, thanks for bringing that up and you know, that answer provides change management professionals with more insight into the OD perspective as well. So thank you very much for that.
0: Yeah, sure. I think that research really goes back to, you know, um, the 1940s. They did experiments to look at total participation, and when they did, there was you know, um, when people were allowed to come up with their own solutions, they showed little resistance to change and, and smaller productivity dips. And um, the results have been, you know, um, you know, better than they thought was possible. And that particular experiment, um, I think it was Koch and French that did it, it's been repeated about a thousand times with the same results. So, you know, if we can look at change as an opportunity for innovation, um, it opens up
1: a lot of new doors. Yes, that's interesting, isn't it, that one study was done over a, a hundred or a thousand times and still produced the same results. <laughs> <laughs> we might want to listen to that. Goodbye, yeah, you right? don't hear about those types very often. Uh,
0: well, we're, about,
1: <laughs> we're about out of time, but I did want to ask you, um, you know, in your role as uh, the president of the Board of Trustees for the Organizational Development Network. What are you um, most looking forward to about the annual conference coming up in October?
0: Uh, What am I most looking forward to? Um, It really is the release of our Global OD Practice Framework. And um, like I mentioned, the energy there is so fantastic. And it's been um, really needed for us to define a practical way to explain what we do because it's very broad and and it can be very deep. So this is a way, um, and I think the reason it's getting such positive press is because people see themselves in it. Whether it's systems change expertise or they're, you know, they're a a business advisor or whatever, they can see themselves in it, and they light up when they start to talk about what they're good at. So I'm really um, excited to talk about that. We've got great keynote speakers as well. Um, as always, and, um, Atlanta was my, uh, old hometown. So, um, oh. um yeah, I'm looking to, looking forward to getting back to hot Atlanta as well.
1: <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, I just want to mention to our listeners that, again, the Organizational Development Network annual conference is being held in October from the 8th to the 10th at the Hyatt Regency Atlanta. And Change Management Review is a very proud sponsor of this conference, and we're very happy to have had the opportunity to interview uh, Sherry and have this conversation with her. So I really um, am looking forward to meeting you in person, and I know you have a plane to catch, uh, but this was a wonderful podcast, and thank you so much for your time.
0: Thank you, Teresa. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to meeting you as well.
1: Okay, take care.
0: Be sure to check out our website at changemanagementreview.com. There you'll find a link to the conference website and full details about the event to be held October 7th through the 10th. We also invite you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and join us on LinkedIn. Thanks
1: for listening.